0: This is an IN special report. Now reporting the
1: very handsome Jewish man Peter Rosenberg.
0: at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not Don. It stands uh but it's Don. not. Now from the ESPN New York news desk. Here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On
1: TV. Ray Rowe.
0: Brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. I'd like to start off by saying good evening to Michael. It's a man, baby. And good evening to Don.
1: I think I can get home.
0: And good evening to Don. That's classic Don. And good evening to myself. I don't know that I hope that she finds my tongue mucus attractive. <laughs> You miss a little, you miss a lot on the game all like within the last fifteen minutes, most of that uh Don, I don't know if you know this, but the Yankees and Mets are playing tonight,
1: very familiar <laughs> work,
0: yeah, yeah know they call it, they call it the subway series that's the the nickname they have, and uh, a few notes for you on tonight's ball game um Aaron Judge has been phenomenal recently mm-hmm. uh in his last ten games, going back to July fourteenth. He's batting .447, 17 of 38, Don. Eight home runs, 17 RBIs. I mean, obviously that's the most in the majors uh, since that time, July 14th. Mm -hmm. The Yankees have lost six of their last eight games against the Mets dating back to 2020. Over that period, 6.92 as a team when it comes to ERA. Which, Don, I, I believe there's a former Yankee manager who had a phrase that applies here. It's not what you want. No. Max Scherzer on the hill tonight for the Mets. He has double-digit strikeouts in his last two starts versus the Yankees since 2020. He's looking to become the fifth different pitcher with 10-plus strikeouts in three consecutive starts versus the Yankees in the last 50 years. He would join... Pretty elite company. Roger Clemens, who did it twice. Pedro, Chris Sale, and Charlie Morton. Mm. It's also Scherzer's 38th birthday today. This is bad news for the New York Yankees, Don. This is his fifth start on his birthday. In the previous four, he's posted a 1.04 ERA. Ouch. Ouch. The man cares about his birthday. He's obviously a big birthday guy.
1: Those are numbers that uh, show you that he does care about
0: his birthday. Let's hear from Aaron Boone on his team's recent rough patch.
2: We're good. I feel like I know the character in that room and know how we're reacting and our guys want to win every game, but they also understand that you're going to have an inevitable rough patch and – you know, we know we're in a very good position, but we think we're a very good team and we feel like we're equipped to handle it. We've we've obviously had some a little bit of attrition here lately with a couple of key guys down, but that's part of it, too. And looking forward to, you know, it's all part of it. We want to be a championship team. And I think that's very much on the table.
0: It's, I mean, it's still on the table, of course, very of course. much on the table. Where were, where
1: were the Braves? I don't know if Andrew can look it up for like specifically. Where were the Atlanta Braves? going into play on July 26th. So look up July 25th or 26th, because that is the 27th, where the Atlanta Braves were. Certainly wasn't a team that had an 11-half game lead in the division. They were six out of first place, under 500, and they went on to win the World Series. So I get that you've got to spend a lot of time Figuring out what you need because you're not going to have a chance to correct anything after next uh, Tuesday because the deadline's going to be passed. So it's going to be very hard to correct some ills. So, yeah, you're trying to find the flaws, but so's everybody else. But that doesn't mean that it should be in any kind of panic because the the, the World Series champions last year were under five hundred and six and six games out of first place going into play on July 27th. So have at it.
0: And also remember, we all knew, I mean, we heard many Yankee fans calmly call us and say, I hope they lose. That's not what I was going to say. It worked out really well. But many said, oh, we know there's going to be a down period. We know we're going to come back to earth. We know there's got to be a time when things even out because they're not going to win 120 games. That time is now. You have to sort of remember that you felt that way before it happened and not get caught up in the emotion of losing. But it's really rare to keep the sort of pace they had the entire season.
1: And, and the funny thing too, Peter, and we love it because it makes for great radio and we want to talk to you guys and we have fun talking to you guys for four hours every single day, but if they could go 162-0, and Yankee fans would still be concerned about the playoffs. Because they've seen this team not win after winning 100 games. They've seen this team not win after winning 103 games. So even if they broke the record for wins, 120, they'd still be concerned, all right, now it's the playoffs. So, yeah, be concerned about how they're playing. But you'd be concerned anyway because that is only one way out of this. There's only one door, and that door says World Series on it.
0: Don, how do you feel that a popular, uh, well-known radio personality in this city, I won't say his name, Jabroni Pumpleduck, um, ruffled a lot of feathers by saying that Edwin Diaz looks like the second coming of Mariano. Thoughts?
1: Uh, For this given moment, he feels like a great closer, but... He'd have to do it for 15 more years like this to be Mo. <laughs> oh, no, who said it? His name sounds like Boomer. I don't know what you said. Boomer Sison. We could say names. He said it. He said it on his know, show.
0: It's a very popular show. We don't have to hide behind it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yes, Boomer said it. He got. He's getting ripped up on Twitter a bit today for oh, trying to I- compare Edwin to Mariano.
1: No, Now, I, had, I kind of done a similar thing earlier today when I said I, I kind of feel like how Yankees felt with Mo where I'm counting outs feeling like the last three were good because it's Diaz because he's in a zone right now, but no different than the zone that Brad Lidge had like 10 years ago or Eric Gagne had for a period of time where we've seen dominance like this before, but when you say the second coming of Mariana Rivera – well, then that would mean that Edwin Diaz would have to – he couldn't do another 15 years because he's been in the league for a while. He'd have to do this for another 10 years just like this. So I hope his comments were misinterpreted. I hope right. they were misheard, meaning in this particular moment, it feels like the second coming, in right. this isolated moment. Right. It gives you flashbacks. Yeah. But – Because, because what, what, Andrew, what was it, Brad Lidge like, did not blow a save for an entire season? In
2: 2008, including the playoffs, he was yeah. 48 for 48.
1: Right. So you can't be better than perfect. It's Rocky Marciano, right? Can't be that's better it. than perfect. But then what happened? Then you turn the calendar and it's a, it's a different world because that's what happens with closers.
2: In 2009, Ledge was a disaster. <laughs> right,
1: because that's how it works. The reason Mo and there'll be never any second coming of Mo is that there were never any blips. There was never any.
0: Oh, this is a rough year for Mo. A rough year for Mo would I, be what most fair? people would kill for. But Don, you're being nice, and as you should be. But you know, I'm I'm a little less diplomatic. What you're explaining right now is precisely why it's a stupid thought to even bring up. Because the thing that made Mo Mo was that he did it for so long. We have. I don't know. Do you have any memories of another closer in this town who a few years ago was incredibly dominant and now can't buy it out in the ninth inning?
1: Yeah. Well, so yeah, much so the that, sixth they, mo- inning last that night. they moved him to the
0: sixth <laughs> inning last night. <laughs> right. So, I mean, literally even Chapman, who had a much longer period of dominance than Edwin Diaz had, is completely reverted to a different player. Right. So that's but, why it's a silly thing to say. Well, because that's, that's the whole piece. The longevity well, is the piece. But
1: maybe I'm being too nice of a guy, but Boomer's always been nice to me. I can't speak to how he's been to you and how he's been to Michael, and I know he's the competition. And everybody should listen to our morning show that begins at 5 with the great Rick DiPietro and Dave Rothenberg and goes right on to 10 o'clock with Jay Williams. I had some nice things to say about the show on Twitter today. Keyshawn that. Johnson and Max Kellerman.
0: Yeah, They do a great You show.
1: should listen to us without question. But do I respect those two guys over there, Gio and Boomer? I'm sorry, I do. They, uh, Gio was my producer on NHL Live. Boomer's oh, always no. been nice to me. So I – I am going to defend Boomer and say he misspoke.
0: Wow. You know what? This is why I brought it to you, because you know, I, I didn't know what I would get. But Fernando... if he stands
1: by his statement, it's you know it's moronic, but I, it, that, <laughs> he can't uh, – no.
0: It... I, I hope he doubles down tomorrow. <laughs> then. Uh, Fernando Tatis uh, took bratting practice with the team. A bratting practice? What is that? I did not say bratting. <laughs> I don't think. I think you – I think I said batting practice. Uh, for the first time since breaking his left wrist – in the offseason. Uh, what was that, a motorcycle accident? Um, he's expecting to start facing live pitching later this week. Then he'll begin a minor league rehab assignment before eventually making his season debut. Don. Took bratting practice. Let me hear it again. One more time. Took bratting practice. <laughs> yeah, it's close. Uh, we mentioned this earlier, Don. The Biden administration yeah. has offered a deal to Russia aimed at bringing home Brittany Griner and another jailed American. Secretary of State um, announced a reversal in policy, saying that he expects to speak with the Kremlin for the first time since the Russian invasion of Ukraine. So, Don, maybe, just maybe, we are taking steps towards freedom for Brittany Griner.
1: I hope so, and I'm glad that there's somebody else involved in this, too, so it's not just we care about the famous person, but the other person. And I don't know who the other person is. It, it it kind of feels Paul uncomfortable. We-
0: Paul Whelan.
1: Okay. Um, it's tough. I mean, I think Peter said it best a couple of weeks ago. You don't want to go to World War III over it because that's how temperamental it, it could be because there's a war in the Ukraine going on, the relations are really tough, and our economy's been affected by There's a lot of things going on. So you got to tread lightly, but at the same time, these are American citizens. They're being wrongly... Um, imprisoned, in our estimation, at least by our rules. And I, and I love the people who are like, well, no, she's got to know better. Okay, maybe she needs to know better, but should she go to prison for thirty years over a mistake? Well, in a foreign country.
0: Yesterday, her team said that she it was actually prescribed, also. So th- there's several things that make it but, very but, complicated.
1: But I'm saying, let's just say, for sake of argument, that she's wrong. All right. That it wasn't just absent-mindedness. She she didn't she flaunted the rules. She didn't care. She put it in. And, all right, fine. But is it punishable to the extent that she deserves a trial? And, and what's the maximum sentence? I think ten years. Ten years in a prison
0: in Russia over that. So well, I I just love how people twist themselves into a pretzel to say, well, wait a minute. Well, but Don, I I I figured out more uh, based on tweets I got last week because of my grinder jersey here in the background, I figured out pieces of that. Um, she had t- uh, protested the national anthem in 2020.
2: So okay.
0: um, so now it starts to become clear, right? So the message that people are sending is, oh, really, you wanted to protest the national anthem? Well, good luck getting back from Russia. Um, I, I, I sort of that. fundamentally missing the point of the United States, period. Like, that that's exactly why you love to be american because you can do that
1: well and this is not what she did but let's just exaggerate it go ahead that she that she's got major problems with this country okay doesn't respect the flag so we should just let her go to prison wrongfully for 10 years in russia because of it like really that's so anybody we don't like anybody we disagree with and you don't get throw the book at her who cares Let her go over there and spend 10 years and see what it's like to make a mistake. If she even indeed made a mistake. We don't even know. And again, we don't know. You know, she pleaded guilty because that might be the path of least resistance for her. But um, come on. must be 21 plus and present in select states gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER terms and conditions apply see app for details
0: uh Jason Tatum responded to the Kevin Durant trade rumor saying quote obviously he's a great player but that's not my decision I love our team I love the guys that we got this is what Tatum said before the premiere of the Showtime documentary Point Gods Uh, Woj reporting earlier in the week that the Celtics have emerged as one of the teams engaged Mm. in talks now I heard E.N.N. the other day. With Andrew. That's right. Who who obviously did a beautiful job as always. Always does. And.
2: I I try every day.
0: I heard you guys discussing the potential Durant trade and how I had tweeted, I was not for it.
1: That's right. We were were supposed to call you out on this, but we got so Met Yankee crazy.
0: And I just would like to explain, and I actually don't think it's even remotely crazy, okay? Okay. I can deal even though Jalen Brown was the best player on the Celtics in the finals, mm-hmm. I can deal with a Jalen Brown trade. Um for two reasons. One, obviously you have Tatum and you'd be getting Durant. And two, now that he signed to Kanye and I saw a picture of him hanging out with Kanye and Kyrie Irving, I thought there's a chance I'm not gonna like where this train goes. Okay? <laughs> okay. That crossed my mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. So uh, how could it not?
0: How could it not? Okay. okay. Just thinking about the sort of nonsense that could have possibly been said between Kyrie and Kanye. And by the way, both Kyrie and Kanye, Ebro and I were discussing this this morning, two guys who I admire the fact that they try to think about things differently Mm -hmm. and they're outside the box, Right. I don't appreciate the level of work they do or don't do to have those conversations. Like Kanye says a lot of stuff, but he also proudly doesn't read. Okay. Like, Kyrie wants to think, think of things differently, but he wants to say that the earth is flat. So, th- I, I just, that worries me. Anyways, here's the issue. Here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the issue. I've heard that before. The reason the trade is unacceptable to me is Marcus Smart is not only not only, thank you, the best defensive player maybe in all of basketball. He was last year, at least. He's the heart and soul of the team. So you'd be removing, you'd lose Jalen Brown, but you also lose the heart and soul of your team to get KD, who's a phenomenal player. But when you think of the attributes that KD brings, is the first thing you think of, Don, he's going to bring the heart and soul to that team? No. So to me, even though he's a much better player than Marcus Smart, the Celtics managed to go from being on the brink of breaking up to the NBA Finals. I'm good, okay. I'm good. That that's how I feel. I do not, I do not want to give up Marcus Smart. I want him to retire a Boston Celtic.
1: Now, our resident basketball guy, You're and one that brought Gunner. it up in E N N was Andrew. Mm-hmm. Andrew, is that an acceptable explanation to you? Uh,
2: well, first off, I just want to put out there that Peter, I had not seen Marcus Smart's name attached to these rumors. Oh, it was um,
0: at the beginning of the week. Has, has Is it not currently?
2: I mean, everything that I've looked up, ESPN, CBS, whatever, I I, I see Jalen Brown's name listed, and then I don't really see what the other pieces are. It's entirely possible, and I'm sure the Nets would ask for Marcus Smart. Um, yeah, it'd I, be crazy not to. Right, but but I haven't seen that in the last 48 okay, hours. So that, but so hours. Let's, so let's so that was at, that was what I was basing my opinion okay. off of being surprised by your take on it.
0: So you do respect the opinion with regards to Smart?
2: Uh, well, look. Obviously, it becomes more difficult to part with two guys of that caliber. Like you said, Marcus Smart is great defensively, heart and soul player. But Durant, I like know. But four, what? Like, what do you guarantee? A few, a few more though? years of of prime Durant. Is he going to get a few more years? I, so, I mean, you're right. I have no idea. I think we will. Like seeing how good he is this year, it doesn't feel like a sudden off-the-cliff drop-off is coming? No, no, no.
0: I don't mean that, though. But we know he's going to want to be there and not all of a sudden say he doesn't want to be there because I don't know really why he wants to leave Brooklyn. They have a chance to return next year, and he wants to leave. So uh, how could I get rid of the heart and soul player of my team for a guy who may arbitrarily decide that he doesn't want to be there? I don't know. If it Listen, if it's just Jalen Brown and they can keep Marcus Smart, Uh, do it do it i always thought that that kevin durant should be in a celtics jersey i thought the kind of game he played i i loved i loved the idea of him as a celtic but i I would do it just not if it includes marcus Smart. well i guess
2: you're, you're playing the odds game too like if i were to just say to you try to remove your emotional attachments and all that what gives you a better chance of winning a title a tatum durant team or a tatum brown smart team I think, it's, I think it's Tatum-Durant.
0: On, on talent, yes. On talent, I agree with you, but d- Smart's just such an X factor.
1: But I can understand somebody that's got an emotional attachment to this trade, like Peter does, and you don't, Andrew, to have that fear of, all right, what happens a year from now? Oh, don't get Something me wrong. Something happens, and then he wants out. and We're gonna. Go, oh my God! Look what we gave up for him, and now he's demanding a trade.
2: Look, Peter, I, I fully am sympathetic to the emotional attachment ele- element of this. Like, if you told me that the Sixers and Nets were talking, and all of a sudden you said, "And Tyrese Maxey might be involved," I'd say, "Nope, I'm out." Like, I get it. Like, right. obviously Maxey isn't Durant, but I feel that way about him because I've gotten to know this guy over the last couple of years, and I love him. So I understand that. But hmm. you can maybe see it. From my perspective, of like course. I just, think I'm just a Tatum I'm just Durant don't down,
0: I just don't downplay the fact that KD just decided he wanted to leave Brooklyn for no reason, and now the Nets are in a really tough spot. That that's all I'm saying. I mean, and we just did. We just played this game with KD's best pal Kyrie. How'd that work out? And obviously, KD seems to love the way Kyrie moves. They seem to always be in lockstep. So I I, I played this game once before. I wasn't happy with it. So I I love KD. Great guy all-time great player i would i do not want to lose marcus smart to get him i i, I just can't
1: i i love what we just did there see that's why you got to be careful on twitter you, what what just happened here cannot happen in 120 or 160 characters whatever it is sometimes you got to talk things out that's why this will always be the venue for quality sports <laughs>
0: It's a great point by you. Uh, Speaking of quality, when you think of that word, you think of the New York Jets. Let's hear from Zach Wilson on the perception that the team's success depends on him and
2: only him. It's not true at all. It's not true at all. Of course not. I mean, that's why there's 22 guys at play. There's 11 guys on offense, 11 on defense. There's coaches that all have a hand. I mean, there's a game plan. And, you know, of course, could you say if I don't do my job, the offense isn't going to run? Of course, right? I touch the ball every play. So, But, you know, I got to do my 111th of my my job and everything else takes care of itself. And that's all I got to focus on is, hey, what's my job on this play and how can I make sure I get that done?
1: Hmm. He's right and wrong. It's the politically correct answer, but it can't function without him. It's impossible. I don't care how good your offense is. You get lousy quarterback play, you're done.
0: Well, and, you know, he's downplaying it for himself um, because he doesn't want to think about the fact that there's that much pressure on him, right. but there's a lot.
1: No, there's uh, just, there's no way around it. Uh, it it's the most important Position in sports, and it's not even close.
0: Let's hear from Quinn and Williams on his expectations for the Jets' defense.
2: This defense can be spectacular, man. Like, it's a, the sky's the limit, man, for this defense. We all just got to continue to work hard each and every day. Today is training camp day one. So, we, we got a long, long way to go. But just attack each and every day, man, just doing the things that we uh, we know we can do and being each other like 100%. Like, I always tell the d line, is like, if each and every one of us are at 100%, can't nobody stop us. So, just trying to make sure each and every one of us get to 100% in our craft and our work ethic and our playbook, 100% in our uh, condition. Um. Is a big thing.
0: I think he's right. There is a ton There is a ton of potential on that side of the ball, Don. The there is. is.
1: They've got talent. As Mike Westhoff said uh, back on Monday, this is the most talented talent that they've had collectively in, in a decade. And we'll see if it puts together. I like this coach. I, I like the moves that they made. And, you know, just putting it together. And let's see. Let's see. How it works itself out, but I I can understand a, a Jet fan being really excited about this team because I I it's been a rough couple of years, right? Six wins in two years—that's rough. They should be able to eclipse that in one season with this team, and we'll see if it's good enough to go even more.
0: Oh, that would be—I got to tell you—I'm right, uh, not even a Jets fan, and I'd be thrilled. You have no idea. You have not just, no idea. It's it's it's, it's been—it's football, man can can you just can i just ask one thing of the new york football teams can you give us a semi watchable product this year just like I, I don't i don't care if they win or lose personally they're not my teams it would make our job much better if if one or both of these teams could right. be great but don we i i know i talk about this a lot but i can't help it they may be one and two for the two most boring teams to watch in football
1: it's been rough. These like because it's an offensive league, and you you sit there and you you feel like you're watching a different sport, right? Well, you uh, watching that. Watching The Giants that maybe Bills even more. Chiefs fourth quarter, <laughs> All right, was like 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 again. Uh, it's going to sound like uh, offensive, but. Uh, I'm sorry, you got to take it. it. Watching a jet and giant, game, it's like you were watching a different sport. You're like foosball. It's like watching two drunks play foosball in the back of a bar somewhere. Compared You're to the wrong. fourth quarter of Chiefs Bills, like so, and and it's the same sport. So that's what's so frustrating about it, Peter, is that everybody else seems to have figured out offense. Like they just they step on the field and it's twenty-four nothing. Like it just you can't help but throw and score touchdowns. And it just seems so difficult for the Jets and Giants just to get a first down. I mean, if you're a Giant fan, you watched your team take a knee at the goal line because they couldn't figure out how to get a first down. If that was a playoff game, at their own five, Mahomes and Allen and Wilson and Rodgers would have Don, drove in the field goal range.
0: Don, do Our quarterback
1: how- took a knee.
0: Don, do you know how many times... The Giants scored under 10 points last we'll year. Oh, at least five. No, you're just short. Four. <laughs> just or you're just like, high, I should say. I just, just high is what I felt like watching them. Nine. Like they had a, a nine, high. a six, a three, a seven. They had an 11 and a 13. Two 13s. Oh, and a 10. And Yeah, and that's it. Those and, are the really
1: bad ones. And the Jet fans' only excitement last year, for the most part, came against wins with with the quarterback that wasn't supposed to be your quarterback. You now so it just it was frustrating to no end for both of these teams. Where it was just like pulling teeth to just score at all. While you just turn on any other game and it's, I I don't I don't get it.
0: <laughs> no. Like the 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 fourth quarter of a Chiefs game is like three Giants games. Yeah. And, so... and that's and that listen I because back
1: having a great offense and a bad defense can can result in, in just being 4 and 13 but at least you're scoring points there's nothing worse than not being able to score points
0: in a sport where it's just so easy to score uh that God. will that will do it for ENN tonight <clears throat> I do want to play you a couple other pieces of audio before we get out. Makai Becton and Robert Sala. We'll get to that. But ENN Tonight brought to you by the Professional Fighters League. Back on Friday, August 5th, watch MMA's League live from the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden. Buy tickets now on pflmma.com. Your phone calls, 1-800-919-3776. We're a half hour away from the Mets and the Yankees on ESPN Television. Whatever you want to talk about. The phones are yours, and I'm going to play you that Becton and Sala audio when we get back as well. Peter and Don on the K Show on Yes and 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoons
2: starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey, Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.